entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, and along with my executive producer, DC Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. That you, by the way, so you can inspire others. My guest with me today is John Wade. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well, Marty. How are you? Oh, uh, let's get this out of the way right away. John's last name is spelled W-A-I-D. So if you're uh, at a rest stop or you're on your phone someplace, you can check out John Wade, W-A-I-D. And John is the founder and CEO of C3-Corporate Culture Consulting. Well, that's hard to say all at one time there, John. Corporate Culture Consulting, which is a firm specializing in aligning an organization's culture with its strategic goals. John has worked in sales and marketing at Pfizer, PepsiCo, and Nestle and other companies. He is an author, speaker, facilitator, and thought leader in the area of corporate culture and its positive impact on people and companies. John Wade was born in Mexico City, has lived in five countries, and speaks fluent Spanish, Portuguese, and English. Now, John, I was hoping you spoke uh, Greek also because sometimes people said to me, you know, Marty, you sound like you're talking Greek here. So, <laughs> but I think we can manage, right? Right. <laughs> okay. So, C3 Corporate Culture Consulting. Let's start there. What is it? Where did that start? Why did it start? That's a great question, Marty. It started about uh, about 15 years ago. I, I uh, changed careers from corporate America to doing training and development in the area of human behavior. And so I worked for a company, uh, one of the top three leadership training companies in Europe for about seven years. And then I heard a phrase that dramatically changed my life, and that is attributed to Peter Drucker, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And uh, that was Greek to me when I first heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. and I started to think about it, and I said, that's exactly right. If the people don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. If the culture doesn't promote something that you know, it doesn't matter what strategy you have as a leader. If your people don't want to do it, they're not going to. So it dawned on me all of a sudden that all the work that I've been doing in training and development and this company that had trained me in being a behavior specialist mm -hmm. was really on to something because I said culture does eat strategy for breakfast. And unfortunately, strategy is probably 90 percent of what we spend time on in companies and only about 10 percent on culture. And really, again, it, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So my main theme became start with culture. And I founded the company, C3, Corporate Culture Consulting, to work on behavior in companies to align behaviors for better results. Hmm. Very interesting. So 
the how-to is important, but why you're going to do it and being excited about doing it is maybe more important. Is that another way of saying it? Right, right. We lead with, you know, we make decisions from our heart or from our soul or from the middle of our brain, as as some people have said it. We don't make them through the rational brain. We make it through the emotional brain. So mm. it, it, it makes sense to to talk about culture versus strategy and structure, not as a nemesis, mm. as a as a partner. And the reason I say start with culture is because we make decisions from our heart. We decide to leave managers from our heart. We decide to leave leaders from our heart. We don't do it necessarily rationally. Um, if you've ever left a company or, or a, a person or, you know, it, you do it from the heart. And that's mm-hmm. really what culture is all about. It's it's the heart. So and 90 percent of problems in companies come from people, not from processes, systems and strategies. <laughs> So it would make sense that we pay attention to the, you know, 90-10 rule or 80-20 rule and start paying attention to to that part. So um, because that's where we're – yes. Makes sense. Well, don't people make up or create those strategies and processes? (laughs) Aren't they where it starts, John? Exactly. And it's – uh, again, it, it it doesn't sound Greek to me now. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, though, huh? <laughs> it took a while. I mean, it's a it's a big transition to make, and it's a big idea, and it's the elephant in the room. I would say, in almost every meeting you go to at companies, they go, "Our culture is really important. Our people are really important." Let me tell you about the strategy we're about to work on. <laughs> yeah, right. Our, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm 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 going to challenge you here, so I think you're ready. So right. DC and I had a guest a couple of weeks ago, and he, he said this line. It stuck with me. So I'm going to challenge you. So buckle up. Yeah. So he said um, something like, you know, I hear the word culture, and I think of yogurt. I said, you think of yogurt? What the heck are you talking about? He said, well, it's kind of squishy. It's kind of squishy, right, DC? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we kind of went, what? What do you, it's kind of like yogurt. So now again, this was a scientist, so we're, we're kind of, he came from his basis of uh, beliefs, I guess. So, so right. give me a little more information on that. How do you feel about culture is squishy? <laughs> well, I, I, I do think that it, it takes... It, it does. It, what's interesting is that the more intellectual you are and the more you think culture squishy, in my opinion, is a challenge to, to people who think culture squishy to, to really rethink that. Um, mm. You know, cu- culture is is as hardcore as strategy, if not even more. And let me give you an example. Uh, have you ever been to Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yes. Okay. Have you been to Chick-fil-A? Yes. Okay. What's the difference? <laughs> they both have chicken, but I feel a lot better going to Chick-fil-A and hearing a please and thank you. Exactly. How long do you think it took them to say, it's my pleasure after you say thank you? Hmm. I don't know. Tell me. Okay. So it took about four years uh, for the founder, Truett Cathy, to instill that as part of their human behavior or part of their culture took four years to get that into their culture and that phrase was if you say thank you at chick-fil-a the immediate response is going to be it's my pleasure and they're going to mean it and 
that's what keeps us coming back to Chick-fil-A is because it's my pleasure to serve you is what they're really saying. Amen. Strong case right there. Strong case. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. And and just let's talk about money for people who think culture is squishy. How much do you think that uh, that a uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken store generates in revenue per year on average? Uh, I know where you're going. Keep going. (laughs) So it's about a million dollars. It was nine hundred ninety thousand three years ago and now it's a million. So three years ago, Chick-fil-A was generating $3 million in revenue per store. Today, they're generating $5 million in revenue per store. And guess what? Let's throw in a kicker. So for those people who think culture's squishy, uh, they're closed 52 days a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still produce $5 million in revenue per store. So the human behavior, the aligning the behaviors in your company, the working on corporate culture, you can call it squishy. You can call it, you know, I'm not going to pay attention to it because it's like yogurt. The thing about it is yogurt's good for you. So is corporate culture. <laughs> That's great, John. I love that. <laughs> yogurt's good for you. Boy, that wasn't even set up, by the way, folks. <laughs> that, that, was, that was right from John's heart. So my guest is John Wade, W-A-I-D. Your company is Corporate Culture Consulting. How do people get in touch with you, John? So people get in touch with me at, uh, at J-W-A-I-D at CorporateCultureConsulting.com. You only have to type it in once. And then uh, it comes up automatically because people say it's long. And the reason that I registered that that domain, CorporateCultureConsulting.com, is because I said, this is going to be a big industry someday because 90% of the problems in companies are culture problems, not strategy or structure problems. I said, so eventually, as soon as the next recession comes and they figure out that culture is not that squishy and it's actually good for you, Maybe they'll give us a call. Hey, you're preaching to a guy who agrees with you. So I'm I'm all with you there, John. Uh, absolutely. So let's get into uh, a book that you wrote. It's called Reinventing Ralph, a little story for salespeople about culture-driven selling. So tell me about the book, and maybe you're already telling me, but kind of what inspired you to write the book. And not only that, but what are you expecting people to do as a result of reading the book? Talk to me about that. So so we're a consultancy-based training and development company that also does, does coaching, and we'd like to start changing mindsets. We'd like to start challenging the status quo. We'd like for people to think and leaders to think differently and we want you to enjoy your, your, uh, your yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want you to start with culture. And, and that's really what, uh, in training and development, there's a lot of process models out there. In selling alone, there's hundreds of process models, uh, spin selling, value selling, integrity selling, the challenger model, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. They're all fantastic. The issue is that if you just do the strategy or the or or you just instill that process you're missing a big piece you're putting the cart before the horse mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the cart is the process the horse is the person or the culture mm. so by putting a process in place and the people not being behind it cuz nobody explained it to them or nobody told them what the value was of it 
they don't put any heart into it. And so process models are notoriously um, trained in companies. Companies spend billions of dollars a year on process models that eventually don't get executed. And so the ROI is really low. So you said at the very beginning, um, some variation of a lot of this is done and the, the ROI is questionable. Um, and having been involved and gone through several of those trainings uh, and myself uh, experience in all of that, I, I, I could see where you're coming from there. So I'm going to go to a question. I wanted to wait to the end, but I want to interject it now. Um, you, well, what you're doing, I guess you're saying this, but you feel that humanity um, may have been, we may be losing our humanity in the business world today. And why do you feel that it's important we bring that back? Maybe you can bring that in, you know, in terms of uh, reinvent, reinventing Ralph or your work, but why, okay. why, why do you think we need to bring more of our humanity back to our workplace? Well, because I, I feel like, you know, let's go back to, to yogurt is squishy <laughs> or culture is squishy because I feel like profits over people generates less profits. And mm -hmm. if we start to put the humanity first, if we put people over profits, we'll actually make more profits. Mm -hmm. So it's, an, you know, again, it's challenging the status quo. It's, it's, you know, start with culture, start with people. It's all about people and how they behave in companies. And that's really what we spend very little time working on is, is unifying or aligning the behaviors in our company to execute the strategies, structures, and processes that we want to, uh, to make our company successful. So re reinventing Ralph, I, I decided to tell a story about Ralph. And I picked Ralph because I said, you know, I remembered Ralph Mouth from, uh, mm. from Happy Days. <laughs> okay. And I said, I said, poor Ralph. And the character Ralph in the story is, is you feel sorry for him because Ralph is going through a lot of problems in his life. He's about to lose his job. His marriage is struggling. And Ralph, my brother, told me, he said, John, I'm sick and tired of reading about Ralph's problems. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, well, Ralph is really me. Ralph is really every salesperson out there because yeah. we yep. all go through these challenges. And Amen. Well, mm -hmm. One of the things that people tell me when they read the book is they go, I felt like Ralph was me. Mm -hmm. And I found that through, you know, the consultant that helped Ralph in the book through David, that I got some sanity back into my life because I really was taught, you know, he was teaching them best practice behaviors mm -hmm. and not just giving them a bunch of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, most of the sales programs, leadership programs, management programs out there are knowledge based. So it's about the know how. And we believe that it's about the show how it's about the doing it's about the behavior. Hmm. And that's, that's 98%. So again, we want to challenge the status quo to think, start with culture, start with behavior, start to change mindsets and behaviors in your company to align behaviors to get the results that you want. And don't do the opposite. Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't put Ralph because Ralph didn't have, you know, he didn't have a mentor to help him get through all these struggles. And when he, he got down to saying, oh, gosh, I don't listen very well. Oh, gosh, I don't ask very good questions. That might sound like sales techniques. The thing is, if you make that part of your DNA, 
I don't know about you, Marty, but I, I've been married and, and, uh, and a lot of wives out there complain that their husbands don't listen. Hmm. <laughs> Mine says I am a great listener. Oh, I should, oh. Al- I should always tell the truth, shouldn't I? Especially yeah. when it goes on, when it's being That's recorded. It. No, you're right. So I thought of a couple things. I'm trying to listen very carefully. And <laughs> so, you're the man, Martin. so the idea of a mentor coach was important in that story. And so I'm going to ask, ask a pointed question. Does yes. corporate culture consulting in your work help organizations or companies on the mentorship side as well as the direct selling side? Yes, we help with, so we do leadership, we do service and sales uh, training and coaching in the area of human behavior. So how to align the behaviors at your company, how to go from the know-how, the strategy, to the show-how, which is the culture. There you go. Well... John, uh, there's a lot we can talk about with Ralph. I said before we went on the air, I wish I read this 30 years ago. Although <laughs> I'd like to think I was an early adopter or adapter, whatever the right words are, because <laughs> even in my early days where I, I managed gigantic sales teams and uh, in gigantic companies, I intuitively, I was blessed that intuitively kind of understood this. And actually, uh, there was times as I was VP of sales that I said, no, we're not doing that sales training (laughs) because that that won't help us, you know? But so I was blessed that I intuitively understood this. Folks, you definitely want to get this book. If you have anything to do with sales, you are in any kind of business that has to do with, you want to connect with people. You want to get this book by John Wade. Again, his last name is W-A-I-D. It's called Reinventing Ralph. A little story for salespeople about culture-driven selling. So we could go on and on, uh, John, but I, I like to, I need to wrap up. So what have I missed, or what would you want to make sure that we hear about you, your work, your company, et cetera? I encourage people to think differently, challenge the status quo, and start with culture. Start with leadership culture, uh, company culture, uh, corporate culture, sales culture, service culture, start with people and their behaviors and start to think about how powerful aligning behaviors would be at your company. If everybody behaved like you'd like them to, if you had Chick-fil-A and you had everybody saying, it's my pleasure and people coming back to your store over and over and over again, because people smile with teeth and they say, it's my pleasure. And you're making 5 million versus a million. Wouldn't you be happy? So my, my main takeaway for everyone on this is start with culture and, and, and engage a corporate culture consulting firm to help you because it's a new industry, it's, uh, it's cutting edge, and, and it's, it's thinking differently, and we're going to need to think differently if we're going to get better. And if you don't want to do it because, because John Wade said so, um, look at the millennials and what they're requiring when they go into a job. Oh, They're almost, great yes. point, John. Great point. From a recruiting <laughs> standpoint, so strong, right? Yes. Yes. If you want better people, you need to work on culture because people go to cultures. People go to people. They don't go to necessarily strategies and, and companies. They go to great people and, and great uh, values and behaviors. So I like what you're saying so much. Tell us again, because you can help people. Tell us again your website. 
So it's www.corporateculturesulting.com or the shorter version is www.c3culture.com. And John Wade, W-A-I-D, has been my guest. I know he's on LinkedIn, so you can find him there also. John, great interview. I uh, I really enjoyed it, and I might uh, submit my resume to see if I can work with you. What do you think? <laughs> I, I think you're hired. You, you think I you think I could get uh, get a job? I, I like what you're saying. So, John, thank you so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. Thank you. Thanks, Marty. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Builders Show. To learn more about me, and I'm Marty Wolf, go to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. To learn more about Kelly Hoey, go to her website, which is jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And of course, you can find Kelly and Marty on LinkedIn and Twitter. A reminder, you can find all our Business Builders shows on iTunes, Spotify, and on your favorite podcast app. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf.